0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Trackcast the official podcast of the Real Estate Council, coming at you from deep in the heart of Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks so much for tuning in. On today's show, we're bringing you a fireside chat between two returning TrekCast guests, our new board chairman, Bill Colley of Colley Partners, and last year's chair, Jim Knight of KFM Engineering and Design. They cover the year that was and dig into the future of our organization and the work that we're doing throughout the city. A quick reminder to subscribe to TrekCast if you haven't already. We're on most major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So find us wherever you get your podcasts. Remember also to follow the Real Estate Council on social media. If you've got an idea for a future episode or podcast series, you can email me at bsanantonio at recouncil.com or Kelsey Holmes at kholmes at recouncil.com. I'll link to both of those emails in the show notes and on the TrekWire blog over at recouncil.com. And now a fireside chat between Chairman Bill Cauley and past Chairman Jim Knight right here on TrekCast.
1: Bill, thank you for being here today. This is going to be fun uh, talking about the Real Estate Council. You've chaired the organization now for about two months. What is it about Trek that inspired you to invest in the organization? You know, I actually
2: got involved in Trek late in my career. Um, I always had a high regard for Trek and what they did. Uh, the thing that's always impressed me about or uh, impressed me about Trek was one the quality of the people and. Um, the depth of the talent of people that are interested in being members and then, then the impact on the city. I think um, the initiatives in South Dallas and, you know, there's there's so many different touches that we're doing to this community. I just wanted to be a part of it.
1: Well, that's great. And I think that's why a lot of us got involved. What are your goals for your year as chairman? We're entering a new decade the Real Estate Council is 30 this year. It's hard to believe uh, we've been around 30 years. With this new decade that we're facing, what kind of impact do you want to leave on the organization and the Dallas community?
2: Number one, I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to uh, try to do um, as good a job as possible. One, some of the low-hanging fruit is I'm try, trying to, like, uh, streamline the meeting process and try to maybe bring in some content so the people that are there serving on the board get something out of it and it's not all a give from them it's we give a little bit back to them uh, definitely continue to pour into south dallas and all the projects down there um, I, one thing uh, also is getting the members engaged you know we have so many quality people that are members of trek and it's uh other than their commitment to the board try to get them find them something they're passionate about that they can get involved in. I think the more involvement we have, the more continuity the board has, the more we get done. And then I, I was impressed with, under your leadership, how you pushed public policy. And I think it's important. And I want to take that on and help um, get more involvement there. I think it's important. And, you know, even last night in the meeting, you you uh, brought it up and I'm, I've made that um, added that to my list. I want to help carry that farther on, like you did.
1: That's really great. That's really great. So, with the first couple of months, we've uh, you've seen and have behind you now. Has anything surprised you so far about the chairman's role and how the different parts of the organization really interact with each other?
2: Well, so the first move I made was meeting with staff, and so uh, I went and met with each mem- member on the staff. I was so impressed with the people and the the, the talent on the team, the, you know, understanding each one of their roles and how they execute and how I can help them do a better job or help Trek uh, operate more efficiently. Um, I think the, again, the the talent that's interested in being a member, um, you just see who's who in the real estate business or anybody that has to do with real estate there, you know, rolling up their sleeves, trying to kind of, um, if it's not fight night or giving gala or whatever the, um, South Dallas, whatever the initiative is, just putting work out to, to, to accomplish something. Um, and I think also the, uh, the size, um, it's kind of amazing, um, how many different projects, you know, I don't know how Linda keeps all this stuff straight, but all the touches. And then, you know, um, I'm so, uh, over, uh, you know, um, appreciative of the $6 million gift from JP Morgan. We wanna make sure we do that right. Cause I think that could be the tip of the iceberg in the future. Uh, if we get that money put out right and they consider us good stewards of that money, I think that'll open a door for uh, us. To have the ability to penetrate and do a lot more in that
1: market i agree with you and i'll you know add to that i said what the staff that linda has put together is tremendous i mean i can't even imagine that we could have a better you know team but linda herself is such a great leader she's you know seen so highly regarded in this community she really is the the driver of everything we do.
2: Well, and she is, and she has guys like you and I passing through her life every year, you know, and I'm, I don't know what, how you started your relationship with her, but I had so much respect for what she does that I went to her and I had a one-on-one. I'm going, Hey, this is kind of who I am. And I think she wants people that, that are passionate and that want to make a change and, and, or make a difference. Right. And I think she welcomes it, even though I kind of feel like, you know, we keep going in every week. For a year you played in her sandbox, now I'm playing in it. But um, I think it's amazing how on top of everything she is and what she's getting
1: accomplished. I always say this is all we are is her show ponies. I uh, she does right. the hard work. She just trots us out there. But it's interesting how I got involved. So I was the chairman of the real estate council in Austin in 2005. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Dallas, the first person I went to see was Linda. And I said, I want to really? be a member of the real estate council. i just moved here. I said, the one thing you can bet on, I said, I don't know anything about what you've done other than the creation when Jeff Swope and the team put the real estate council together. But it says, if you'll get me involved, I won't go away. I'll be one of those people you can constantly rely on. And I think she's constantly looking for the people yeah, that can, can help build the organization she can rely on.
2: And and that will stick around. Like, That's right. Like when – now, I mean – you're done. I mean, you're done with being chairman. I plan to stick around because, because I I think it's important. And, um, I think what we're doing is important. And once you get the education, we have Mm -hmm. gotten being in these positions, I think we can add more value in the future.
1: I agree. I can help. The one thing I always like to do is, in, the, with, in your chairmanship, I'm going to stay in the background because I don't want to interfere with yours, yeah. but I'm always going to be there to be able to help the organization. If Linda or you or anybody else calls, I'll be the first one to answer the question.
2: And, and the other thing is I feel good about Mike, Mike Ablon, who's kind of in the in the.
1: Uh, Except for those dadgum, what's he? He wears uh, uh, Spicoli <laughs> shoes all the time. For, that's that's for, funny. He wears his fast, fast times at Ridgemont High <laughs> slippers all the time. But he's one
2: smart, he's passionate man, and I think he's going to be good. Man. Yeah, brilliant I think it's awesome. What were your goals as chairman last year, and how do you, how did they evolve as the year progressed?
1: You know, it was really interesting. I didn't. Uh, I'd been around and been involved in the real estate council now for almost a decade. Uh, and worked on various committees from programs to uh, the PAC to public policy. But I didn't really understand the full depth and complexity of the Real Estate Council. Until you sit in the chairman's role, you don't understand the complexity of the organization. My goal was to get more people involved. We had 10% of the people doing 90% of the work is to get more and more people involved. And what I found through that discussion was people wanted to and I think we started that getting people engaged and you're taking it to the next level Mm -hmm. and really doing great things with it uh, is getting them to understand you can be young you don't have to be Bill Colley. You don't have to be a Trammell Crow. You don't have to be uh, a uh, Ray Hunt to be seen in this real estate organization as a big player. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. We want somebody uh, who wants to jump in. Many hands make for light work. Right. And if we can get organizations and people to do it, that was the goal. And we've, we did a lot of that. But we also worked hard on building our relationship with the city of Dallas. The mayor was going out we had a new mayor coming in we had a new series of staff members who didn't understand us who didn't understand what we were trying to do and with all the efforts that we had worked on in South Dallas we wanted to make sure that all those were fully integrated and so when the JP Morgan grant came through that cemented the entire Deal. It brought everybody together. Now we have the city, we have uh, uh, all the other governments, the county, uh, businesses who are working with us to try to uh, make a difference in that community.
2: You know, one of the things that was interesting to me is because once I, when I was kind of uh, first getting involved, is I kept wondering why are we pouring so much effort into one area? And Um, I went and talked to Linda about it. I said, Linda, what do you know? I mean, can we go touch more people? And and she talked about how if you don't stay focused in that area, if you sprinkle money all over the place, there's no change because as once you leave, it just dissipates. If you don't just go in there and get a a base or a groundswell in one area and then it grows out from there
1: it's consistency right it's consistency of showing up and being there and we even heard last night at the board meeting with the new laundromat that the drugs right. and prostitution and everything has now started to disperse and, right. and people the good people who are trying to maintain their neighborhood are taking it over right. it's taken us five years to get there right. but we're there now
2: right and with the six million more coming I mean, I think we can really make a difference. We can
1: make it? a big difference in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, you know, the Real Estate Council is, we talked about this, is an incredibly complex and robust organization. Trek focuses primarily, though, on three things community investment, public policy, and leadership development. You chaired last year's foundation, and it's a great introduction into the organization. Trying to understand how it works, can you share with us a highlight reel of the impact that the community investment efforts are making?
2: Well, um, one the three big projects that we worked on uh, the bicycle shop, the We Cycle Resource Center, which is now uh, they told us last night that they'll give a free bike to any child that or kid or anybody it doesn't have to be a child It can be any person that'll come in there and donate time to work in the bicycle shop and or read i guess read a book and they'll give them a bike right. and um i think they're give they said last night they're giving like 15 bikes a month away 20 to 30 I think, which is awesome unbelievable and then the cornerstone la- laundromat which is now becoming an area where people are hanging out mm-hmm. i think um they said that the school kids one of the biggest issues was clean clothes, so now they've got a place to go wash their clothing. And then the uh, uh, the the retail project along Martin Luther King Drive. I think the thing I really enjoyed was seeing the people from our industry come in and raise their hand and say, we want to get involved. And everybody was there. And the, and the one thing I enjoyed was the process of trying to streamline the volunteer to the assignment of the project because there's so many needs, but, um, it's just cool seeing things get done. And I like, I'm, people say I'm a bit ADD so I like to have immediate gratification and on the professional services side, I could see it. You can marry a need with a talent quickly and get a process started to where you're going to get a solution.
1: You also can find out who wants to be involved and who wants to stay involved, not just to say it and then go away. Right. That, that's a great organ, uh, thing that you've done. But, but you know, the other together. thing
2: too, though, is I was amazed how many people are in that room. Mm -hmm. It was just, give us something to do.
1: Well, a lot of them, I remember before that meeting, I mean, there's a few of us who picked up the phone and called them and said, be involved. And they go, I don't fit. I'm not more, I'm not that important. I'm not valuable enough. And they go, no, you are. Once we got them there, they understood the value that they could bring and the difference when they go to the opening of a laundromat or they go to the opening of the bike shop, they saw the school kids. They saw the people in the community and they saw the difference that they made in their lives just by looking at their faces. That changed it.
2: The DCP was a was an idea that's really beginning. It's turned into reality. reality. and I'm excited to see next year and the year after, and um, you know maybe take my kids down there. And,
1: I want to go back and talk a little bit about the Martin Luther King Learning Center. Yeah, we talked about that as is, is what the the changes that they've made in the community through uh, the improvements that DISD's done. They, at one point, were in the bottom of the rankings of all the school systems in DISD. And in one year, they've made so many changes, they're now in the top third of the schools. That's right. They moved a laundromat inside the facility so kids could get their clothes clean there because, as you mentioned, they didn't have the ability to clean clothes at home. And every one of the students there is on some type of assistance, either for school lunches or something else to help them. And the changes that it's made in that community in their grades and the improvement their test scores is fantastic. That's a leading example and something the state's paying attention to, the changes the uh, DISD is making. Bill, you know, last year was amazing. We were in the ring at fight night uh, and in the pre-party. Uh, we had the Dallas Stars show up and talk about their big announcement for a donation to the St. Philip's School. Tell us about that special moment. You and I were there. It was incredibly dynamic, and especially how that led to the buildup and the success of the Winter Classic.
2: I mean, it, it, one, to see them make that kind of donations to St. Philip's, uh, one, gives tells you what a special place that is. Two, to see the stars care enough about St. Philip's and South Dallas that they'd make that kind of investment. And just for Trek to be involved in it, it's been... Uh, it was awesome you know having marty turco there and i think that stars ownership uh, the gualardi family is is uh, even though they live in canada i think they they think of dallas as as an important part of their their organization and they want to invest
1: in it it was and it was, it was such a great event the fact that we had almost 80,000 people 80,000 people at the event yeah. In January in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, and the, and the Stars came back after being down two to nothing and yeah. one four to two. Yes. Amazing deal. And now the Gagliardi's are making a bigger investment by buying real estate next to American Airlines Center. They're
2: putting hotels up all over the place, North Dallas, everywhere.
1: Fantastic stuff. Speaking of the community investment work Trek did last year, uh, Trek Community Fund received $6 million. We talked about this before from the JP Morgan Pro Neighborhoods Program this will help us continue to grow its equitable development plan in the bottoms, West Dallas census track two Oh five in the forest district. How does that change us? What, how does that help us continue to grow?
2: Well, I mean, $6 million investments is significant, right? By any, any, any matter. And, um, it just says a lot, um, of what they think what we're accomplishing in our commitment to that area. And just for J.P. Morgan to give us, make us the steward of, the, of those dollars is, is huge.
1: I think it's fantastic. And what uh, many of our members probably don't know is we had a smaller grant uh, the year before right. that we used to uh, to start developing the program and the research that we are now going to expand because of TREC's team, the hard work of Linda and the TREC team, the program is called the Dallas Collaborative for Equitable Development, and the community fund is working with the Dallas County Community College District, the Lyft Fund, and the Texas Mezzanine Fund. Talk about that and how this is going to grow and work together.
2: Well, I mean, you mentioned the initiative Will Grow, the community fund's equitable development plan. Um, you know, it's it's just branching out, giving us more opportunity to make change in that area. I think, um, um, the thing that I'm impressed with is, uh, it seems like we're getting more and more responsibility or more opportunity to make change. And I think one domino leads to the next domino needs to the next. And I just think that, uh, it's exciting to be involved and be in the middle of all this change.
1: I agree with you. We've seen more opportunities today than we've ever had and it seems to be growing exponentially. I think we've already we've only touched on the opportunity with what the commit partnership started in the early education is starting to pay dividends. We heard last night at the board meeting, how the state predicts how many prison beds that they need to have. They look at third grade test scores and they can predict exactly who's going to enter the criminal justice system and who won't. And if we can continue through education, committing to the community, we can help those children get educated, improve those test scores and make Dallas a much better community. Because if you think about it,
2: Education is the baseline for your life, right? A good education should be your right, and it sh- it's mandatory. I mean, it's it's so important, a baseline. And the numbers that we talked about in that meeting last night just prove it up. It's incredible.
1: We just need to give them the opportunity. We right. need to provide the opportunity to the people that, that want to have it so they can make the most of their lives.
2: Right. And, you know, the one thing that I was impressed with, that, again, in the meeting last night is, how the public schools have improved in the last four or five years, how much better we're getting. So we're making
1: progress. It's, it's phenomenal. I, I, I'm starting to see something in South Dallas that I see in uh, other cultures. You know, it's interesting to me. I'm going to go off topic here a little bit. I'm going to go Mike Ablon on yeah. off topic. Yeah. Uh, in other cultures, in the United States, it's always what can I do for me? How can I build, have a bigger house? I can bigger vacation. I can take care of my kids better. And other cultures, is preparing for the next generation. It's can I build for my kids, my grandkids, or my great-grandkids. And what we're seeing in investing in these other communities is the parents and grandparents want to build for their kids sure. and their grandkids. And they're now investing in that. And I think that makes us a better culturally integrated community over time right. and it will make dallas something that will be sustainable for a long time
2: you know our parents all they worried about was how well they could get us set up you know Correct. and it didn't matter where you were on the income scale because wherever you were you wanted to do the best you could to set your kids up and i think right. and i think our generation very much the same
1: very much the same
2: right and you know um those that have too much uh, now worry about giving too much because that can be a detriment but right but i mean uh all we worry about is our families and i agree with you it's important
1: They're, they want to we want to sacrifice to make sure the next generations have it better than we did
2: well it's not about stuff it's about relationships right, right? and it's about it's about experiences and relationships is, is all that matters it's i mean ha- the stuff just gets sold on a garage sale when it's I,
1: over. I tell my kids it's about happiness Yes. i don't care if you're successful in life i don't Just care what you do if follow you're a your garbage passion. man if you're a lawyer or if you're a scientist as long as you're happy follow your passion as long as you're happy everything else works I mean, great.
2: if you go to work and it's fun it's it's a lot different than when it's it's not
1: if you have find a job that's fun you'll never work a day in your life right it's very much true
2: jim you've been really involved in trucks public policy initiatives previously previously serving as the pack chair any 2019 highlights you want to share?
1: I do. Uh, Public policy obviously has been a very important part of my life because as a a design consultant, it's integral to what I do. But uh, one thing that I'm very proud about is that we probably have more members engaged in the public policy committee than we do on any other committee in the organization. And it allows us to take consultants whether they're contractors geotechs engineers architects landscape architects and get them involved you don't have to be they don't have to be a developer or a building owner who has big assets there's somebody who has technical expertise who want to help right. their technical expertise can help and by getting them involved in understanding how the city works how the county works it's not the cities are constantly going to implement new rules and regulations that's their job that doesn't mean it's always bad, but how can we work with them to make it a benefit so that everybody wins? And getting our membership involved in creating the passion for those young people who want to get involved helps them become the leaders of tomorrow and gets them comfortable of sitting in a room with powerful people like yourself and feeling comfortable that they can talk to you and have a conversation and feel like they belong. I agree. And board. that's that's one of the things I think we made great strides with. Why do you think that leadership
2: development is an important component?
1: Well, i think leadership development is frankly the most important thing that we have in business uh, there's not enough people that focus on leadership the way i look at it, everybody's a leader to ever to somebody you can be a leader to your children at your church in your business in your community there's somebody out there that looks up to everybody and it's building confidence it's building faith and feeling like you can empower somebody to make their life better Because you and I are closer to the end of our career than we are at the beginning of our career. Somebody helped us get where we are. What we're doing, frankly, is paying it forward, is helping to develop those leaders and letting them know just because I've been doing this a long time doesn't mean I'm better than you. It just means I've been doing it a long time. Frankly, all these young kids, they're smarter than we are. They want to work harder than we do maybe but uh, because you and I work pretty hard anyway. But uh, most of them want to work hard. They're smarter. They want to make a difference. They want to make the world a better place. And if we can encourage them and bring them along, we've created a continuity so that long after we're gone, we never have to worry about the organization, our community, because they will take that torch and they'll take it forward.
2: You know, I think like – I get, I never turn anyone young looking for advice or direction away. Uh, Cause I had a hard time when I came to Dallas. I didn't know anybody and I didn't know anybody that I could lean on. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, because I'm somewhat known in the city, I, I get a lot of people call me and, you know, I don't turn any of them away. You know, I think it's because they, one, they need a sounding board, somebody that'll give them straight and honest feedback because they're all competing to try to find slots in these companies. And I'm telling you, I'm so impressed. I mean, eight out of 10 of them, I want to hire every one of them because they're just smart and they've driven and, and, but a lot of times they just need good direction because I think it's all about about how we leave this thing, right? It's the next next man up like they say in sports, but I think it's important, you know, the, the older I get and the more I live, it's about giving back, helping the next generation, making it better so that once we're gone, and I don't care about getting credit for it. Mm-hmm. I just think it just feels
1: better. It does. I'm a better, I'm a, it's, it's strange for me. I've always been this way. I've always, I grew up with a family that believed in giving to the community. Um, uh, I'm an engineer, I'm never gonna be a wealthy man, but I'm comfortable. But I love giving to the community. I have more, get more positive feedback and internal wealth and value by giving to the community and helping other people's lives. I'm not a good taker, I'm a really good giver. And I care deeply about other people. I had this one deal, I remember talking to Lucy Billingsley about this one time, about how many phone calls she gets. And I said, regardless of who calls me, I don't care if I don't know them, if I don't like them or something like this, I will always call somebody back. I do the same because if somebody if somebody has taken time out of their day to call me for some reason, that's disrespectful for me not to call them back and give them a little bit of my time.
2: I don't get not calling somebody back. I just think that that is a bad practice.
1: Now, I don't get this number of calls, probably Lucy does, but... It doesn't matter. I get probably 200 emails a day and probably 40 or 50 phone calls. I call everybody.
2: So do I. I I completely agree with
1: you. Because if, if I can, that one thing, if I can touch that one person and say the one thing that makes them feel more empowered about their life then I've done my job. I
2: completely agree. Agree, Jim, your leadership in this organization has been such a gift as we wrap up. Do you have any sage advice from me on how we can continue to track success into 2020?
1: You know, it's it's interesting. and you know, I've missed the January meeting. I was here last night. Uh, the changes that you've already implemented at the board meeting I think are fantastic. I love the board meeting last night. The things that you've done to integrate with staff, to get them involved, to reach out and get other people involved to expand the things that you've got mics already getting people involved training for next year mm-hmm. is is fantastic i think the number one thing is just continue to be yourself there's a reason why you're successful people want to be around you you're dynamic you care about them they see that uh, and uh, i think if you continue to do that this organization will be successful
2: thank you you know jim um one the day i met you i think the day i met you you were coming to tell me we were going to move out of my building building, (laughs) but from the day i met you um i really liked you and have continued to value our friendship and then spending the year the two years together here so far and the more going forward, I've really grown grown to rely on you and respect you and trust you. Well, thank and, you. And uh, I want to thank you for your leadership and spending the time to talk about it
1: today. Well, thank you. And I'll tell you, I, I, it's very easy for me to say that you're one of my best friends. Yeah. And I'll run through Love a wall you. of fire for you.
2: I and, and you know what? You've proved it. And I appreciate you.
1: God bless you. I'd like to thank
0: our chairman, Bill Colley and our past chairman, Jim Knight, for taking the time to join us on the show. Remember to subscribe to TrackCast if you're listening to us for the first time, and to follow Trek on social media, and let us know if you've got an idea for a future episode of the show. We'd love to hear it. That's all for today's episode. Until next time, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.